Lucky Land slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a ministry of Crossview Church with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, For everyone out there, thanks for joining us, Crossview Online. We're so excited about what God's going to say to you today and believe that God has brought you here for a reason. We are currently in the middle of a series called The Counselor, where we are learning about how Jesus impacted the lives of those that were closest to him. Sure, he did these great miracles, and sure, he did these great experiences, but more importantly is Jesus had an amazing way to ask great questions and powerful questions at the moments of the people's lives that were listening that they needed to, be, needed to hear it the most. And that's kind of what we're doing. The, the power of a counselor is that they have this innate ability to be able to ask the right question at the right time that causes us to stir about a right answer. And so for the last several weeks, that's what we've been doing ever since uh, the week after Easter. We've been talking about, uh, we we talked about our doubts. We talked about Jesus asked the question, why do doubts arise in your mind? Why are doubts so much in you? And we looked at an individual known as Thomas, who has 12 verses spoken about him. In these 12 verses, it speaks about his doubt He doubted the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but Jesus, because he's not mad at us because of our doubts, because he doesn't get upset with us because of our doubts, what did Jesus do? Jesus met Thomas at the point of his doubts, and he spoke directly into his life uh, the real life transformation of of seeing is believing. And he said to Thomas, Thomas, stop doubting and believe. And Thomas's response was, my Lord, my God, I believe. Last week, we went into the lives of 12 individuals who did life with Jesus, and one day they were on the, a calm, easy-going uh, uh, Sea of Galilee, and they were just enjoying themselves out there in the open, and all of a sudden, a storm came up. And that storm hit their boats and rocked it back and forth, much like many of us have experienced in our own life in the last two months. Our life was going easy and the boat was calm and life was smooth as can be. And then all of a sudden, bam, from out of nowhere, a pandemic that rocked our world. And and the disciples were fearful for their life, like many of us are fearful in our world today. And Jesus asked the questions once he stepped up. They said, Jesus, we're going to die. He gets up and he says, peace, be still. And everything calms. And he looks at them and says, why are you so afraid? Do you not have faith? Now, I challenged us last week with that thought of, listen, Jesus will come to us in the middle of our storms. He will calm our storms. But more importantly, he wants to see our faith revealed in the middle of the storms of life. So many different things and stories I could come to you about. Today, I want to I read a story and talk about a story that challenges, once again, our faith. It challenges uh, our doubts. It challenges our fears. It challenges our faith in life. Today, I want to ask the question, and Jesus is going to pose the question, do you believe that I am able to do this? 
Do you believe that I can do the impossible? Just give you the context. Uh, in Matthew chapter 9, there's a story of two blind men uh, that want Jesus to heal them. And so what do they do? They actually run after Jesus and they chase him down and they say, they, they try to get his attention. They, and here's how it went. It says, and Jesus went up from there. Two blind men followed him, calling out. They're crying out, have mercy on us, son of David. When Jesus had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and asked him, and he asked them, Jesus asked them, he says, do you believe that I'm able to do this to do what? To do what? To heal. And they said, yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was immediately restored. Father, help us today to see that God, sometimes when our faith is struggling and sometimes whenever we don't feel it that lord you call us to have faith to believe that you can do the impossible as many of us have journeyed through this season god over the last several weeks and as we continue to journey over the next several months god may we keep our eyes on the one and when we truly believe that you're able to do the impossible so lord i pray let your word speak into hearts and lives today and let us be challenged to believe you for the impossible. In Jesus' name we pray. In this particular story, they say the son of David, the son of David meant that they were definitely, they were believers in Jesus. They believed that Jesus was uh, the Messiah. They believed that he had this amazing power at his fingertips. Uh, that word calling out comes from the, the Greek word krazo, which means to literally cry out with uh, with an animalistic cry, like they were so desperate for Jesus to do something. They believed that Jesus could, and they believed that Jesus would. They just needed the Savior's attention to do the miracles in their lives. Notice that Jesus didn't care about their income. He didn't care about their social status. He didn't care about where they came from. He didn't care about what they did. He didn't have a formula or a, a, a philosophy or an idea of why they were the way they are. He offered them no philosophical or theological response. No, all he did was ask the question, do you believe that I can heal you? And their response was yes. And he said, because of your faith, it is done. See, God responds to faith today. God always has. God always will. From the very beginning of time, God responded and responds to our faith. If we have faith that he can do it and we see it before it happens, Without faith, the scripture says, it is impossible to please God. Understand this, that we are called to be people of faith. That through the crisis that we face, through the ups and downs in life, no matter whether we are well or sick, whether we are, uh, we are free of pandemic or covered in pandemic, it does not matter. We are to be people of faith that even in the most gruesome times, we keep our eyes on the one who can do truly the impossible. So many times we, we think we gotta say the right prayer, we gotta put the right formula in place, we have to 
dot every I and cross every T, that we have to do a certain ritual in order to get God to perform on our behalf. And we don't understand that it has everything to do with our faith in God, not the tricks, not the schemes, not the formulas that we try to work or manipulate God. God is not a man that he could be manipulated. No, he is one that sees our faith and is moved because of our faith. But the question does arise, what kind of faith does God honor? What kind of faith moves the heart of God to move on the behalf of his children? What kind of faith honors God? Three different types of faith I wanna talk with you about today. The first thought of, that I have for faith is this, God honors a faith that believes when, he, when it doesn't see. God honors a faith that believes even when it does not see. Faith is the confidence, the scripture says in Hebrews, faith is the confidence of what we hope for and, and we will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot even see. God honors a faith that believes in when does not see. Matthew 9, 28, when the men had gone indoors, when Jesus had gone indoors, the blind men, what did they say? They, they, they still were crying out. He asked them, do you believe I'm able to do this? Yes, Lord, we believe. We believe. And no matter what you're facing this day, relational challenge, physical challenge, financial challenge, spiritual challenge, if you believe that God can do it, you will see God achieve it. God works in truly mysterious ways. You may ask me, do you believe that God can do the impossible? And I would say very assuredly, without a shadow of a doubt, most assuredly, God can do anything. God is a God of miracles. And while I can tell you that, and while I can preach to you about that, I will say there have been times in my life where I didn't see God do what I thought God should do. He didn't do it exactly the way that I wanted him to do it. And so many times that would cause me to question maybe my faith, but I want to tell you today, I know that my God is my God, whether he does it or he doesn't. What have you prayed in the last seven days? What has been your prayers? No matter how small or big they are, no matter how, how crazy or extreme they may be, what are you trusting God for today? And even when you don't see it, keep believing for it. The size of your request reveals the strength of your faith. That's why I love the faith of a child. That's why I love the faith of a child, how, how powerful it is that, that God can do truly the impossible. The faith of a child believes for some of the most extreme things. They, they believe God to heal whenever you don't even see how it's possible. This is the power of faith. People in other countries pray for things that we take it for granted. 
People pray and believe God to do the impossible in things that we can't even fathom. Why? Because our God can do the impossible. Our God is an amazing God who does the impossible. Not only, not only do we believe faith that believes even though we don't see it, but second thought I have is this, faith that persists when nothing changes. A faith that continues to believe when nothing is moving in the right direction. These blind guys cry out, Jesus, Jesus, we want to see. And they follow Jesus. And he doesn't respond right away. Jesus was just seeing how sincere their faith was. And Jesus kept walking. But they never give up. They never stop asking. And they go all the way all the way until Jesus heals their blinded eyes. When I was a younger man, I, I followed lots of kinds of Christian music, and I had many people that I looked up to and many people that I, uh, I, I honored as great men and women of God. And one of those artists was known as a man named Al Denson, and Al Denson was a man who spoke deeply into my life. His words etched on my heart and so many challenges that I went through, I would use his music and his music would speak to me and encourage me. And when I became a, a, a youth pastor at a church, I remember we went to a conference one time and he was the special guest that was going to be at that, con at, that, uh, at that conference. And I remember thinking, oh, how cool it would be if I got to see Al Denson. And I I remember trying to set up opportunities, and I would remember whenever he would, uh, when he'd be leaving, I would try to go down the hallway, and I'd try to find him, you know, just trying to cross paths, happenstance to cross paths without Denson, because I just wanted to meet him. I just wanted to see him. I'll never forget one morning, they had a bunch of these little classes that were going on, and um, I was not involved in the classes, and so I just spent the time in prayer, and I was walking around the conference area and walking through the hallways and just kind of praying over uh, where we were going and what we were doing for the young people. And I was crying out to God and believing. And I'll never forget, in one location as I was praying, I heard, a, I heard a footsteps come up. And I, as, as I turned and looked, it was Al Denson by himself, all alone. Now, I didn't fan out on him. I didn't freak out on him. I, didn't, I maintained my composure. I was like, What's up, Al? How you, how you doing? How you doing? You know, really cool, like. And Al walked up to me and he said, he said, are you praying for the students and praying for the conference? I said, yes. He goes, that's so great. And he started just talking to me. Hey, where are you from? You know, what have you been doing? And, and I just kind of sat there. And inside, I'm like, yee-hoo! But I was cool on the outside, right? I maintained my composure on the outside. And, and I, I just finally, he just encouraged me. Even in the moment of time, he just spoke words of life into me and encouraged me. And I'll never forget, before we then, I, I fanned out on him just at the end. I said, I said, Al, I said Mr. Denson. <laughs> and he said, call me Al. I was like, I'm on a first name basis with Al Denson, man. I'm his buddy. And I said, I said, Al, I said, I said, I just want you to know you have spoken so many volumes in my life. Thank you for your faithfulness and thank you for the, for the amazing uh, gift that God used in your life to speak into my life. I'll forever be changed because I know you follow Christ. And as you follow Christ, I have been challenged to follow Christ as well. And he looked at me and he smiled real big and he said, thank you. I needed that encouragement today. And he took my Bible. 
<laughs> I still got it. And he took and he signed it and he said, Al Denson, and I, I will never forget that. You know, here's the thing. I worked so hard to get his attention. I worked so hard to put all the pieces in place. But when I wasn't working at all, when I wasn't trying at all, guess what? Al showed up and spoke volumes into my life yet once again. See, that's how God works. So many times we try so hard, we try so hard, we try so hard, but God just wants to see the persistence of our faith. It says this, it says in Colossians 4, 2, it says, be persistent in prayer. Keep alert as you pray, giving thanks to God. Be persistent in your prayer. There's a story that Jesus told about the story, the story of the persistent widow who, who went and, 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 and kept going back and kept going back to a judge. And the judge kept, kept withholding and wouldn't ever give her an answer. And he, she kept hounding and she kept pushing and pursuing and said, Hey, 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 judge, don't forget about me. I'm waiting on a decision. I'm waiting for you to tell me. And finally, he said, All right, all right, all right. Here's your answer. And Jesus said, If an unrighteous judge would be moved, by the persistence of someone, how much more would our loving Father respond to the faithful, persistent prayers of his children? Don't give up. Keep praying. Keep seeking him. And just when you least expect it, the miracle or the answer will come through. Believe, cry out, and trust that our God can do the impossible. What kind of faith moves the heart of God? Well, number one, the kind of faith that believes even though it does not see. Secondly, the faith that persists even when nothing is changing. And number three, a faith that works, a faith that moves the heart of God is a faith that works even when it doesn't make sense. Even when you put two and two together and it does not add up to four. Because it doesn't make sense. Maybe that's exactly why God calls you to push you, to challenge you, to persist, to have faith that works even when it doesn't make sense. There's a big difference between hope and faith. Hope is desire. Faith is demonstration. Hope is just an inward desire, but faith is demonstration that moves, that acts, that works, that moves in faith. There's a difference. In James chapter 2, verse 22, it says, You see that Abraham's faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. Who was Abraham? Abraham was a man who, who had many promises from God. He told him he hit as many sea, uh, grains of sand by the sea. He would have that many descendants, as many stars in the sky. He would have that many children, and that, that many descendants would come from him. And yet, he was an old man. His wife was of old age. And he never thought it was ever going to happen. But because he faithfully went on and faithfully believed, even though it didn't make sense, God made a way. And what's even more interesting is you fast forward in the story of Abraham. He has this son named Isaac. Finally, his son named Isaac. And yet, one day God says, I want you to sacrifice Isaac back to me. It sounds like it's a crazy story. This great gift that finally uh, Abraham got from God. Now God is saying, I want it back. But Abraham didn't make sense. Didn't know how it was going to happen. He took his son Isaac and he took him up to a, a hill. He made an altar and he laid his son down. 
The son was saying, what are we doing, Dad? What are we doing? And Abraham kept saying to Isaac, these are some, can't go into, but some powerful words. He said, the Lord will provide a sacrifice. Abraham, deep down, knew it didn't make sense, but also knew that God was a good God. And what he did, he laid his son on the altar and he'd raised the knife. And as he did, he, the voice of God said, stop, Abraham, for I have provided a sacrifice. He looked and there was a, a precious sacrifice that he would give in place of his son, representing the place of Jesus for all of us. I love that story. It didn't make sense. It does not make sense. But God made a way. God told Noah to build an ark when not a drop of rain had fallen to the earth. Told him to build an ark because he was going to flood it. Did not make sense. But, but because of Noah's faithfulness and because Noah may, pushed through no matter what, God proved faithful. So many stories I could go through over and over again. I could talk about so many things. But one of the greatest ones was Jesus coming to this earth. It didn't make sense how he had to brutally die and brutally give his life for us and lay down his life. Does not make sense, but Jesus knew by faith it had to be done. Some of you today... You need the faith to continue on. You need the faith to hold on. You need to seek God in this season. You need to ask God to help you. Some of you, maybe your family's going through a crisis. Maybe you're facing a sickness yourself. Maybe you've been affected by this pandemic yourself and you don't know where else to turn. I'm here to tell you the faith that honor God is the faith that goes on no matter what. It doesn't make sense, but goes on no matter what you face. You face struggles, we all face struggles. Scripture says, I can do everything, but we can't do everything through ourselves. No, 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 I can do all things, not through me, not through what I do, not through my faith, but I can do all things because of Christ who strengthens me. Jesus is our source and Jesus is the one that pushes us forward. The three Hebrew children stood before a blazing fire and they had an opportunity to deny who God was and get set free, but they didn't because why? Their faith pushed them on. And even though they didn't know how God was going to do it, and even though they didn't know if God really was going to do it, they knew this, no matter what, we will not bow because our God is greater. And today, that is where you're at. you got to believe it. And some of the things that God's going to call you to at times won't make sense. You, you may not see it happen, but you've got to keep believing that it will no matter what. Because faith is not faith unless faith has been tested. And when faith is tested, it's tested by the works that we do. My faith is not, is not my desired outcome at times. Sometimes my faith is surrendered to God's divine plan. Some of you say, well, that's good for you, preacher. It's good for you. It's easy for you. You know, look at you. You're preaching and you're, you're living by faith and you have a lot more faith than I do. And I want to tell you guys, some days I don't. Some days I struggle just like you. 
Some days I question why God would do some of the things that I see God allow happen. But it always brings me back to this place. My God is my God, and no matter what he does, whether it be in my favor or not, no matter what, he is still my God. See, the kind of faith that honor God is the kind of faith that believes even when it doesn't see. It's the kind of faith that persists even when nothing's changed, when nothing changes, and the kind of faith that works even when it doesn't make sense. It does something even when it doesn't make sense. Do you believe that he can do this? Do you believe that he can do this? And they said, yes, we believe. And that's what God says to you today. Do you believe I can do this? If you believe it, say yes and amen. It will be done for you. Our Father, God, I pray that you would just be with us today. Help us to navigate these very different, unique, challenging waters that we face. God, just as you asked to the two blind men, Jesus, you asked to us today, do you believe that I can do this? And God, we have only two responses, yes or no. So God, I pray that you encourage the hearts of people that are listening to this word today, this message. May they know that, God, you're calling their hearts someplace else to honor you. With your head bowed and your eyes closed right there where you're at, in your living rooms, in your, in your bedrooms, wherever you're at today, in your cars, wherever you're listening, hear me today. The kind of faith that honors God is the kind of faith that believes and when it doesn't see, persists, even when it, nothing changes and works even though it doesn't make sense. This is the kind of faith that, that, that God honors. Today, maybe you're here and you're hearing this word today and you're struggling in your faith. I just want to encourage you today. Don't give up. He loves you. He brought you here. He lets you hear this word today because he cares about you. Be open to him and allow him to speak to you. Others of you here today, you, you just came for the first time and you're hearing this and it's moving your heart. That's the Holy Spirit saying, hey, I'm with you. Don't give up. Don't give up. By faith, believe I'm here. I pray that God will just touch those hearts today. Let them know they are not alone. God, we believe because we know you're bigger than anything we ever will face. So God, I pray that you speak and encourage hearts. Would you let those who are discouraged today, may they know that you're with them. For those who are fearful today, may they find your peace, God. For those who doubt, may they see and believe that you are the true, true God. Lord, thank you. Just continue to speak to our hearts. Lead us in our lives and our faith. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to a ministry of Crossview Church in Keokuk, Iowa with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. For more information about service times and activities, visit our website, crossviewkeokuk.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.